Are you ready? Come on! Ladies and gentlemen, now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Introducing the moment you've all been waiting for. Joy, joy, the count. The very first time that I saw your brown eyes. Your lips said I don't have brown eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yo. Yo. Why do we always say yo? Why not? Yo is like salt. It's the universal seasoning of language. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Fuck, that was good. Woo. What happened, baby? You just. High five me with a lot of vigor. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, I just ex- haven't had a whole cup of coffee yet. Oh no, not a whole cup. No, just like half. I I need some time. Welcome back to Joint Accounts. This man right here, his name be Curvin, yo. <laughs> My name is Megan. You gotta understand, I'm a little silly this morning. He is. I'm gonna keep it at that level. I like that. I'll be all silly up in this motherfucker. Okay. How was your week? Man. Yeah? I think it was just yesterday. You know, I had a tough day. Yesterday. Are you going to sing? Is this going to be a musical episode? No, no. Is this going to be Grey's Anatomy the musical? Do you remember that fucking episode? Oh my god. What the fuck were they thinking? (laughs) What happened yesterday? Yesterday was awesome in a lot of ways. I was in tune with the universe. I was so in tune with everything... And I was so in the present moment that I was picking up on all the subtleties of life. And um, my day was really busy at work. I usually do this thing before I go to work when I meditate because I have such an open spirit. Mm -hmm. I have to do things to protect my heart because when I don't, I go to work and I just suck in everything. Shut up. I'm like a sponge, you know? I just, I soak in the good, the bad, the ugly, the sick, the sad, you know, all of that stuff. So before I go to work, I usually meditate. It allows, you know, a little bit of a barrier for what comes in. Yeah. And then I carry a stone in my pocket. I have a few of them. And they uh, are meant to to suck in bad energy so that it doesn't reach me. Anyway... I, I didn't have time to meditate yesterday morning before work because I slept in a little bit. Yesterday, I had no breaks, no lunch. Yeah. I had nothing. And I had hit that point in my evening where I was starting to get really tired. And then this emotional situation hit me. A patient pushed me. Like physically pushed you? Yeah. Wow. I mean, she's 93, so it didn't hurt. But No, no, but the fact that she wanted to push <laughs> yeah, she you. She was very, very angry with me, and she was screaming with me. She had dementia, so all day we were like besties, and I really connected with her and was like, had such a wonderful day with her, and then she started to turn, which happens a lot with people like that, in the evening, and uh, she just started screaming at me, and why wouldn't I leave her alone? Just leave me alone. And then I, I got close to her, and she pushed me. She's the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's what made me, that's what spurned the crying. And so I'm sitting in the bathroom feeling sorry for myself, you know. I'm crying. I'm like, man, I put all my love and energy, <laughs> and I don't get a break, and I don't get to eat. Why is this happening to, to me? <sighs> fuck, man, no one appreciates me. 
And then I was like, bitch, get over yourself. So I got over myself. And I was like, okay, stop feeling sorry for yourself. You just had like a bad moment. Don't be dramatic. And then I cooled down. I feel like there's a certain kind of comfort in the uh, feeling sorry for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like in in that self-pity. Yeah. It's almost like nobody else realizes this. Just me. Yes. I'm alone in this world. That's how I felt. And I'm going to, if nobody else is going to acknowledge it, I'm going to fucking take this second and I'm going to acknowledge all the shit that I've been through. Everything that I've done. and Nobody fucking thanks me. (laughs) The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the individuals providing them. If you are at all offended. Eat a dick. Why does that feel good? Because we crave acknowledgement and we crave gratitude. And when we're not feeling that, we give it to ourselves. It's been a long time since I've felt that. Mm -hmm. In my early 20s, late teens, early 20s, I was constantly riding that wave of of self-pity, of self, you know, feeling sorry for myself and and, um, listening to depressing, sad music. Yeah. Like searching for it right yeah listening to it putting it on repeat and just dwelling in that emotion like I sometimes it's good to i i think it's healthy to sink into it for long enough to feel it it's kind of like a food craving give in just a little bit and then you're okay i do that sometimes when i get depressed i'm like i'm just gonna let myself wallow for a little bit until this feeling passes because in the act of resisting that feeling that's coming up, you cause yourself suffering. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When Whenever you're trying not to do something, not to feel something, not to think about something, you're making it twice as hard for yourself. Do you ever feel sorry for feeling sorry for yourself? Well, it was kind of like that moment that as soon as it passed, I was like, all right, relax. I'm healthy. I'm employed. I'm married. I'm happy. You put married on that list? Yeah, those are all good things. Okay. Things that I'm grateful for. Okay. Why are you looking at me like that? No, it just sounded weird. Like you were like, I've got ten fingers. I've got ten toes. Exactly. I'm married. (laughs) Those are all great things. I know. Some people aren't married. I'm talking about me. I know. (laughs) It's just weird. Like, Like marriage is something that you celebrate. I mean you. I have you. Okay. Not specifically that I'm married. Okay, okay. I'm married to you. Okay, because that's what it sounded like. He's like, eh, at least I'm fucking married. No. I'm, I'm having a bad day, but at least I'm <laughs> No, that's not what I mean. <laughs> yeah, and then I get over myself because I'm like, this guy right next to me is losing his wife of 60 years. And these people are sick and sad and suffering. So what the fuck am I in the bathroom crying about? Nah. I don't know if it's because I'm supposed to be a man. You know, I'm supposed to be You're tough. You're supposed to be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, honestly, like, because I'm a boy, because yeah, I have no, a I dick, know. you know, I'm supposed to behave a certain way. I always felt stupid after feeling sorry for myself. I mean, even now, when I think back to the time when I used to feel, you know, self-pity and <laughs> sitting there moping around and people asking me what's wrong and I'm like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> When I think back to that, I fucking hate myself. But I think that's more of a result of 
being embarrassed of immaturity than being embarrassed of self-pity. Because when I think back at myself at 20, 21, I think I'm a fucking idiot too. Yeah. Not because of the self-pity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's more like you look back and you're like, that fucking guy didn't know anything. What guy? 21-year-old Kervin. Oh, I thought you were looking back and you were calling yourself a guy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No matter what age you are, you feel like... Embarrassed of your younger self? Yeah. Yeah. Because no matter what age you are, you feel like you've hit... Leveled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're like, I'm 18 now. I'm an adult. And these are the things that I think. And this is how I feel. And that's the way it is. And then you turn 20 and you're like, I'm fucking 20 and I'm an adult. And all that shit I said two years ago, man, I was stupid. But now, now I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And these are the things I feel and these are the things I know and they are truth. And then you turn 30 and you're like, I'm an adult and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I don't know how to adult. And so fuck all those people who think they're adults. Seriously, because nobody knows how to adult. None of us do. That's the best, like, inside joke. Like, yeah. you, you, you'll find somebody, like, at the supermarket, right? And they're, like, holding up a mango, trying to see if it's ripe or not. And you're looking at them, like, you know what the fuck you doing? And they're like, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I saw somebody do this on TV. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, it's funny catching people in those moments. Yeah, yeah. That just reminds me, for some reason, of... um I was doing a project at work the other day, and I was in an office that, you know, I'm never in an office. It was an office that was near the unit. This office always has candy, a big bowl of candy. So whenever we feel like it, we walk by the office, we're like, hey, we go in and get a little piece of candy. Every single person who came in and did this looked like a little kid. Of course. And you could see the kid in them. And someone made a comment about, if you look hard enough at anybody... You could see the child in them. Yes. Because we get bashful going into a situation like that. I'm going to go get candy. So everyone puts on this little voice and they're like, hi, just going to come in real quick and take this. And I know that I've done that. I've walked in there and be like, hey, I'm just getting some candy real quick. Hi. (laughs) You know, and everyone gets so, they just turn into a kid. It's awesome watching though, because you see people in such a different light. I think about that every once in a while. Whenever I've seen adults who in my eyes i feel like they're doing something wrong like i'm thinking to like there's there's i don't know how to adult and then there's like i don't know how to be a human yeah when i see people that don't know how to be humans i imagine them as little kids yeah and i imagine like what they went through all the way up to this point like what stories were they told what experiences like all the things that make them them and I'm like, something happened that made you this fucking asshole that you are today. <laughs> Don't be fucking cute. How was your week? It's hard to assess. You know what I mean? It's hard to... Uh, I didn't have a bad week. Like, looking back, there's nothing that I can complain about. But I felt so out of touch. I've been feeling really disconnected. Hmm. I feel like I'm going through the motions of life, you know, I wake up and I eat and I do I do all the things I'm supposed to do as a human being. Mm-hmm. But I'm like acutely aware that none of this shit matters. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I related a lot to what you told me about how your day was yesterday when you were telling me about it. Because I feel like that. I feel like I'm looking at life from the outside. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I could describe it. I feel like I'm at the the last row in the stadium, that seat all the way up there and the nosebleeds, and I'm watching everything else happen. Like I, I really like that sounds so crazy, but that's that's how I see stuff. I find myself getting really frustrated. For instance, I'll ask a question like, yo, isn't it crazy that money exists? What what the fuck is up with money? I get frustrated when somebody answers me, Yeah, but you know, Money, this, that, money was because of this. You know, they, they, they give me the uh, Wikipedia explanation. Right. You know? You're like, no, the concept of money. Yes. And that's just an example. I'm never arguing to anybody yeah, about money. But, you know, I'll question something like that. Like, hey, let's take a look at this. Yeah. Why the fuck does this exist? Why do we do things like yeah. this? And somebody will answer me. They'll, they'll, they'll tell me, well, you know, we need this because of this and that and blah, blah, blah. They're answering from inside. And I'm like, no, I want you to step outside with me. Let's look at it from over here. Let's tackle it. You know what I mean? I remember uh, feeling that way having a conversation about circumcision. Yeah. Tell me. Do you remember the conversation? I don't, but uh. <laughs> that's why I pause. But I remember um, and listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, he's talked about this before, about how we start doing all these things and it's tradition and years and years pass and no one like Questions takes it. a step back and says, "What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> yeah, why are we cutting off parts of a penis? Yeah, like really? No, nah. it, it's it's strange. It is strange and barbaric and traumatic. No, nah. and I don't believe in it. Nah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out there nah. on the podcast. I don't believe in it. I if and when we have children, we're definitely not circumcising. No. Our I, I'm not circumcised. I live. I, 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 I'm aware. <laughs> I live a beautiful life with extra skin on my dick. Of course. I think the extra skin on my dick makes me extra awesome. I agree. But I mean, you know, that has like a religious, you know. That's the whole thing is yeah. taking a step back, even if you are religious. No. Taking a step back and saying, as the universe exists right now. Why? Why? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. may have had a place at some point that yeah. don't have a place anymore. Mm-hmm. For instance, I, I was watching, um, we were watching something, I can't remember what it was, and the character had their iPhone to their face, mm-hmm. or their Samsung, or whatever fucking smartphone they had, and I just found it so amazing. I'm like, holy shit, the future is right now. I was thinking about all those other shows that we'd watch where... I mean, you remember what a phone used to look like? Yeah. Does this look like a phone? No. That doesn't look like a phone. It looks like a little TV. Especially when you hold it up to your face as you're on the phone talking. You're holding a calculator to your face. Yeah. It's like this straight thing. It doesn't bend. There's no flip. And I'm like, I wonder what phones are going to look like in in the future, you know? They're probably just going to be the the in-ear, boop, you just put put that little flesh-colored little... Or something you carry in your pocket that, like, Bluetooths to your brain. I love you. You know what I mean? I do know. <laughs> like it somehow connects with the synapses and like makes you hear things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I I, I just like, while watching TV, I saw that and I just thought to myself, I thought 25,000 things that I can't even express right now. Right. I was just amazed and I was like, why do we do that? And what the fuck is wrong with us? It was more a questioning of like, why are we the way we are? You yeah. know? And yeah, I, 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 I've been feeling like that a lot lately. Like, 
a lot. I've always felt like that as a kid, you know, I've always raised my hand in the middle of a conversation in class and gave the why question, right. you know, and, and, and you're a seeker, you're a knowledge seeker. You've, you've always been like that, but, but only I realize seeking... when I say always, yeah. when I was listening to the last episode, I say always like O W a Y S. Yeah. I, I listened to some people and talk it bothered me. Don't be bothered. You hear the way I say, hurry up. And it always bothers. It always bothers. Why are you laughing? Because I'm saying always. Oh, yeah. It always, it always bothers it me. It always, always. Always. I'm a seeker of knowledge, but only the knowledge that I want. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. not open to everything. Like, if, for instance, sometimes you say, hey, you should read this book. And I'm like, nah, I think I'll pass. Yeah. No, it just in you talking about this, I wanted to recommend something. And I know I always recommend yeah. things having to do with meditation and yeah. all of this stuff. But I really, really want you to listen to that CD that I'm listening to. I will. I will. Because, I mean, the book is good. Maybe you would enjoy the book better. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it would um, it would make sense of some of the stuff that you're feeling right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some people that they're open to recommendations. They're open to suggestions. Like me, whenever you say anyone, not just you, where any anyone says, oh, you should watch this or, oh, you You're should. Like, nope. Yep. Right away. I'm like, fuck nope. you. Don't give a fuck. It could be something awesome. It could be some. And I'm just like, meanwhile, there are other people that are more receptive to that. Like they're actually waiting to be told what's the what's the new shit? What should I read? What is everybody reading? I want to read it. What show is everybody watching? Like they, they want to know. What to watch, what to eat, what to read, what to listen to. Who Who's the most popular one? I don't give a fuck. And if you dare tell me what you're listening to, like, I like to stumble across mm-hmm. it, you know, on my own. I don't know what that is, though. I don't know. Because I'm sure, I'm sure, because I believe in your taste, because I love you and everything that you do. Thank you. You're very welcome. So I'm sure, I'm positive that. If you say that this book is awesome or this movie or this CD is awesome, I know that I would enjoy it because I trust your taste. Of course. And the, I feel the same way. With the exception of some of the shit that you eat. Like what? That that ice cream, toffee, coffee. Oh. That was horrible. Oh, it was so Haagen-Dazs bar. I know. Haagen-Dazs get a... Coffee, toffee. How could you not? Thumbs down. Oh, it was, it was so like good. cold coffee, and I don't even drink yes, coffee. Yes, cold coffee is the- amazing. I had one yesterday. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so good. You know when you have like theories and you're not sure if they come from something that you've read before yeah. that's already a theory? Or maybe like a conversation in a movie. Right. So I'm not sure that this is... In fact, I'm pretty sure it's not 100% me because I remember hearing something similar but i have a theory that babies who are born with conditions that require them to be hospitalized Mm -hmm. and experience any kind of trauma in the very early like five years and below Mm -hmm. even if those medical problems clear up and they live in an environment full of love and support and happiness and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I believe there's a correlation between that and mental illness when they're adults. Really? Yes. I didn't even think that's how you were going to end the sentence. Yeah. What makes you say that? 
I know part of it came from this conference I went to when I was in, I guess it was my public health rotation, and they were talking about protocols for neonatal intensive care units. One of the big things that you, with babies that small, is keeping them warm because mm-hmm. they can f- get too cold very easily and that's horrible on their system because they don't have the the brown fat basically mm-hmm. there's this stuff called brown fat when babies are full term premature babies don't have that so they get cold much easier that's why you have to keep them in incubators usually mm-hmm. the whole thing was talking about how to bathe them in a less traumatic way and how this improves their outcomes, basically, like shortens their hospital stay or whatever. These things that you do that are less invasive, taking care to not put them through any additional trauma as a as a premature baby, you know, improves. I think I saw something like this. I think I think that I talked about it, and I remember there was some that had something to do with serial killers, and I've heard things about serial killers. Um, when they've studied like their childhood, there was always, it was like a hundred percent had some sort of severe trauma as children. Mm-hmm. And usually that was abuse or, you know, some kind of horrible thing like that. But I believe that it doesn't have to go quite to that extreme, but that if, if you do experience medical trauma as a baby or as an infant or as a toddler, that Sorry, I'm kind of like going in circles here. So one of the things that happens when you experience stress, fear, anxiety, trauma, anything bad. As an adult? As a human being, as a baby, as as an adult, as anything. Your brain starts sending signals which release a whole cascade of hormones that are meant to do a variety of things, you know, to protect you. Mm-hmm. Babies in particular and young children are not meant to have those hormonal cascades start at that young of an age. You're not supposed to be experiencing trauma as a baby. So my theory is is multi-layered. I think the trauma from illness, some congenital heart disease or something that requires you to have surgery when you're a baby... But I also think that there's a correlation, and I have no evidence to back this up. This is all just... A theory, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the theory is like stretching it. This is just like an idea. Mm-hmm. That's a better that's a better way. Would you say the same thing is true for little girls that get their ears pierced? Um, Like as a baby? I don't think Not that... Not as a that, baby, but a little older. I don't think that that pain is um, as severe. That would be equivalent to like going to the doctor and getting a shot or falling off your bike and hurting yourself. I'm talking okay. about like severe pain or... Um, as a baby. As a baby. Because there are so... I mean, you just came out. Mm-hmm. You're still forming in so many ways. And your brain is very like malleable so to speak yeah, you're you you're kind of a blank canvas yeah. you know you're meant to fill this baby's life up with awesomeness and love that's why i'm so scared to have a baby yeah i, I love the excitement of the blank page that mm-hmm. you get to write whatever you want on i mean they come with like they come with some presets of course of course <laughs> genetically which also sorry to interrupt but which also 
are influenced by the things that we are doing now. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say now, that right baby. now. That's the yeah. whole idea of epigenetics. The choices that we make yeah. now. I think about that every time I drink another glass of fucking water. I, I think about all the bad shit that I used to do that probably fucked up my eggs. Like, at least your sperm gets renewed every 28 days or whatever. Kind of like a period. But, like, my eggs are chilling. They're all just there. And you think something you did fucked up the quality of your eggs? Not Probably. the quality. So you think you think every But what it does have... is it makes someone more or less, like, uh, susceptible to certain I was going to say. It so was it either... doesn't turn the switch on, but it puts a switch in the room. Yeah. So you can either be vulnerable to something or impermeable to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember a long time ago seeing a, a movie or a documentary where... Uh, it was a family of, of not gymnasts. What do you call those people that go to the circus? And Contortionists. They, no, no, no. They swing on shit. Trapeze artists. Those fucks. And it was a family of them. They were traveling with the circus, and they just had it. One, somebody there had a baby. This baby was a couple of months old, and they would take it on heights. Yeah, I think take they, it swimming. you showed me that. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I couldn't show you this. I saw this. When I was like, because I remember seeing some baby get like thrown up in the air and yeah, like no, this was it was like a contortionist ago. thing and they like threw it and like turned it and was like bending its mm-hmm. legs and shit and I was like that can't be good for them. No, this that I'm talking about was something I saw when I was young, and I remember watching that and thinking to myself, if my parents would have done that to me, I probably would have never had a fear of heights. But it could also be the other way. You fucking kid is petrified right. that you're throwing it up in the air. I find that so amazing that you can do that to a human being. It, it's almost like customizing a, a human, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm not like mad at you. So explain it to me. Why would you take the time to disable emoticons? Because they were taking up space. What space? Baby, you always talk about taking up space. <laughs> Oh they were God. taking up space on my keyboard. I accidentally kept pressing that button and these smileys would show up that I didn't want. They didn't... are a welcome addition to a text conversation. I I don't have the time to search for the right. You don't have to. What do you mean? They're just right there. No, I have to look through a whole list of, of different facial expressions to convey what I'm saying or, or fingers. I or... mean, you can just use them like sporadically. You don't have to. You don't have to use them in every conversation. You don't have to uninstall, disable the part of your iPhone that has them. But I don't use them. That's why I don't make them available to myself. <laughs> I don't know why, but it makes me mad. Tell me why. Why does why what I'm not enjoying? I'm not enjoying what I... <sighs> you know what you're doing right now? You're trying to sell me on an idea that I don't care about. You're, you're, you're being religious right now. <laughs> Okay, but in my defense, yeah. you just asked how to put a fucking heart in something. No. And I was about to show you, I and asked, you have no fucking emoji. I didn't ask how to do it. I asked, is it available to me? No. Not. Is that what they do? Who? When Does hearts it, show up? Yeah. Yes. Is that, that's, what I was wondering. that's what I was asking. I wasn't asking what you just asked me that I asked. Well, you, you were... Sad that you couldn't put a heart somewhere. I wasn't sad. I was curious. I'm gonna throw my phone at you. I don't understand why you're so mad. <laughs> Wait, so you can see the emoji that I put though? Yeah, I can see him. Okay, you just can't reply with any. Yeah, I don't have. I disabled them. Why though? Why? Why was it so important to disable them? 
<laughs> I don't know why this bothers you so much. It's, I don't know why you have to remove things. It's like if I had two bottles of ketchup in my refrigerator. We do have two bottles of ketchup, I think, as a matter of fact, because you brought a second ketchup bottle home from work. You didn't have to say all that. <laughs> that was a terrible, a terrible analogy. So No, wait a minute. Pick a new one. No, I'm going to stick with this one because this was going to take me to the bank. Technically, they're two different ketchup. One is Trader Joe's Organic. The other one is Heinz. Those are two different kind of ketchup, so that doesn't really count. So let's say someone has two of the same ketchup in their refrigerator. Okay. And they really just need one because they bought the big one from Costco. You give that little one to somebody else. Why would you keep something that you don't need? Okay, you don't have a Costco size emoji on your phone. Baby, you can't be literal with analogies. Yes, I can because you're saying you have all this excess, so you give the extra away. So concentrate on that part of the analogy. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's not a bunch of excess. It's one little thing that has a function. No, it's an extra function that I don't need. What I did instead was I substituted with the Spanish language You know what it's like? Keyboard. Uh, what? You know what it's like that you do that makes me like, why? <laughs> Tell me. Say it. Tell me. That you delete your sent emails from Gmail. Yeah, and I delete the trash daily, and I look over my inbox meticulously and find out but which one. why do you have to delete the sent mail? Because I don't need it. I don't need it. It goes out into it's invisible to you. It affects you. It doesn't affect you at all. I need to know <laughs> for, pe for peace of mind, I need to know that that it's gone. Why? Because when I see that number there There's like, no number. It doesn't show you a number. Well, does it I, show you a number? It may not, but I know that I sent a, a huge attachment and this conversation that like I don't want to I don't want to re baby do you know how much space is on Gmail? All right, here's a question for you. What? By the way, yeah, the the the, the space available on the fucking internet it's staggering. For free is staggering. It's staggering. Okay. I, I in 1999 I was afraid we were gonna run out of web web pages. I, I thought there isn't enough space on the internet for web pages. Like I get why you keep the inbox clean. Like that I understand. You know I get why you don't save certain emails even though you can make folders and save them in a in an organized Baby, manner. Why why does what I'm doing bother you? I don't know. It, this is now you're being almost like homophobic. Like I'm being yeah I'm homophobic. Like, yeah yeah yeah. What? I'm sitting here enjoying cock and it bothers you and I want to know why why does it bother you? I'm not affecting you. My cock loving is not affecting you. Why why are you so pained? Why are you so hurt? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you homophobe. God damn it. Let me enjoy my cock. I'm very interested in hormones and, and their effects on the body simply because of my own experiences with those things and how, you know, I've never had kids. Again, another reason why I'm no expert on this subject mm -hmm. and this is all just conjecture of my brain, but I've seen and felt firsthand the effects of hormonal changes. When I got off birth control, I started on birth control when I was 15 years old, I believe. Wow. 
<laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. I got I'm off sorry, of baby. It. I'm sorry I made that some comments. It's okay. It doesn't bother me. I know, but I, I shouldn't, like, so what? So what and not so what? But, you know, like, so what? Yeah, no, whatever. So I got a birth control very early. Uh, it always made me sick, so I kept trying different kinds. I got one that, you know, finally worked for me or whatever. And then I got off of it right around the time that you and I first started talking. So it was... 2010. Yeah, 2010, which was five years ago. So I would have been 28. Mm-hmm. So I was like 27 or 28 when I got off of birth control completely. In that first six months to a year, my body changed, my mind changed, my sex drive completely changed. Everything changed, and it was... For the good? I mean, not necessarily good or bad. I started getting hair, um, thicker hair on my arms and my um, my hips spread out. Mm-hmm. Like I got like birthing hips. Mm-hmm. Um, I suddenly had like an intense sex drive, which I hadn't had at all leading up to that point. Mm-hmm. I just kind of thought that I didn't really like sex. <laughs> um, well, you weren't attracted to the dude? Right. But even as, like, a single person who wasn't really doing anything with anyone, I was like, man, I want to have sex. Like, it was just, like, in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of little things changed. And just my my thought process cleared up. I felt more like myself. There were just a lot of effects. That just that little, I mean, it's not little, obviously, if it made that much of a change. But it was something that I could pinpoint, like, this changed at this time. Plus, I was doing other things to make myself healthy. But, like, the hair stuff and things like that, I'm like, well, I clearly have, you know, less estrogen and progesterone because that's what's in birth control Mm -hmm. than I ever had. You know, so there's, like, more testosterone probably in my body, which makes sense why I would have more hair growth, you know, and all sorts of little things. And so I've been fascinated with hormones for a long time. Because I see the effects of anxiety, the way that anxiety affects me, physically and mentally. But the physical stuff I I find more interesting sometimes because you can see it and you can feel it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, those are just some of my my theories. I think it's crazy that birth control exists. Mm -hmm. Like, here, take this so you don't get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that we invented that, the fact that women give birth, just think about that. We make people, we have the capacity to mm-hmm. make another human. That's crazy. Yeah. No, and and when you learn more about it and learn all of the things that have to go right in order for that to happen, you're amazed that anyone ever gets pregnant ever. Yeah? It's like yeah. lottery? Yeah. Baby, there are so many things that have to happen at the right times between two people when they have sex and what their bodies do as a result in order for an egg to get fertilized at the right time and implant and become a baby. Like, you, think, you think with so those kind of chances... People wouldn't be getting fucking pregnant all the time? Not only that, <laughs> people that are born would always be excellent and awesome. That's a good point, yeah. Because, you know, they, 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 they come out of these circumstances that... Had to be just right. Like, why are there so many shitty people out there? (laughs) 
Well, that's a lot of that is genetics and environment. How badly do you think medicine has fucked us up secretly? Oh, man. Secretly. Oh, secretly? Like, yeah, like the effects that we have no idea are, are, are happening to us. Like but, stuff that maybe we'll find out later that yeah. was really bad for us? Yeah, because I mean... I mean, there's a ton because it's just all throughout medical history, these things, especially with childbirth. I remember watching documentaries on this and all this shit they used to do with the twilight sleep that they'd put, they'd basically knock these women out and give them this shit that ended up fucking up a bunch of babies. When, when did they start disclosing side effects to medicine? Like when did they become, was that always part of the, of, of the, I don't know. No, I don't think so. Because that's weird that they say, hey, ask your doctor about this and that. But it causes this, that, and the third, and the fourth, and the fifth, and the sixth, and the seventh, and the eighth, and the ninth. And you're like... There's just too many medicines now. The, pro- the problem is, is people in our hectic modern life, you know, people feel like they don't have the time to do all of the things that would make them be healthier and have a lot of the problems that they have go away. But there like really so isn't any time. much of it. But there, it, like, what's more important, though? We become further and further disconnected from ourselves. We stop thinking about taking care of ourselves. In fact, everything that we do is to fuck us up. The things that we eat, our hobbies, our jobs, our lifestyles are all to fuck us up. And yeah. At, at no point are we are we concentrating on ourselves. We're concentrating on put money in our pockets or, or put money in our pockets so we can pay bills. Like that's, that's all that we're preoccupied with. Nobody has time to think about what can I do right now to enrich myself? Everything is, what can I do right now to entertain myself? What can I do right now to put myself to sleep? I need to go to sleep right now. What can I do right now to get fucked up? I need to get fucked up right now. I don't have any time. It needs to happen right now. I want you to, um, I want to find this fucking, oh, this story. This person says, this is the story that started the, quote, be more with less movement for me. While I knew all work and no play wasn't the way, I thought I would forever be stuck in the cycle of working to live. I thought I would always have a car payment, credit card debt, and not enough money, not enough month at the end of the money. I thought I had to work harder to make more, buy more, and have more. At one time, I really thought that would make me better somehow. This story is my inspiration to slow down, reassess, and get real about how I want to live life. And I've heard this story. It really touched me. Real quick. I've never heard that story, but I've been feeling a lot like that lately. No, I haven't heard this person's story. I've heard the story they're about to tell. But I love what they said as an introduction. Exactly. I read that. Okay. An American investment banker was at the pier of a small coastal Mexican village when a small boat with just one fisherman docked. Inside the small boat were several large yellowfin tuna. The American complimented the Mexican on the quality of his fish and asked how long it took to catch them. The Mexican replied, only a little while. The American then asked, why didn't he stay out longer and catch more fish? The Mexican said he had enough to support his family's immediate needs. The American then asked, but what do you do with the rest of your time? The Mexican fisherman said, I sleep late, fish little, play with my children, take siestas with my wife, Maria, stroll into the village each evening where I sip wine and play guitar with my amigos. I I have a full and busy life. The American scoffed. I am a Harvard MBA and could help you. You should spend more time fishing and with the proceeds buy a bigger boat. 
With the proceeds from the bigger boat, you could buy several boats. Eventually, you would have a fleet of fishing boats. Instead of selling your catch to a middleman, you would sell directly to the processor, eventually opening your own cannery. You would control the product, processing, and distribution. You would need to leave this small coastal village and move to Mexico City, then L.A., and eventually New York, where you will run your expanding enterprise. The Mexican fisherman asked, but how long will all this take? To which the American replied, 15 to 20 years. But what then, asked the Mexican. The American laughed and said, that's the best part. When the time is right, you would announce an IPO and sell your company stock to the public and become very rich. You would make millions. Millions? Then what? The American said, then you would retire, move to a small coastal fishing village where you would sleep late, fish a little, play with your kids, take siestas with your wife, stroll to the village in the evenings where you could sip wine and play your, your, your guitar with your amigos. <laughs> and that is capitalism in a nutshell. Definitely. Something to think about. Definitely. This episode of Joint Accounts is sponsored by Hamto. That's right, you ham-toeing motherfuckers. I want to thank each and every single one of you who did as we asked. You motherfuckers know how to follow directions. I got a list of names right here that I'm going to mispronounce, but I still love you. Please love me in spite of mispronouncing your fake names. Alifori, En Route 2, Krista's Back for Now, Kitty Pride 007, Yay Life is Fun, La La Lee, So Typical L, this Shell Bell, Bizuela, Quist, or Kist, Q-U-I-Y-S-T. You gotta miss, you gotta pronounce your name at least once for us, please. Kristen's Not Here, Miller Flintstone, Sea of Silver Linings, That One Guy in Miss, JX Wolf, or J Times Wolf, or J Cross Wolf, Christy Nibbles, Remind My Soul, House of Jewels 2, and a person who no longer has Tumblr and goes by the name of JoJo. We love all you guys, even the people who didn't ham toe, because I've got some apps on my phone that I absolutely love. They've changed my life. They mean the world to me, but I've never taken the time to rate them or review them. I know how it is. I love you guys. We wouldn't be here without you. This is episode 11. Megan hates counting, but I don't. Back to our show. Forgive me, Father. I never told anyone this before. Dear it has been 16 days since my last confession. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. You better not tell anybody. I went out one night. This was like um, at the end of 2010. Really? Yeah. That's about the time we met. Yeah. So this was sometime around there, like September, October. I was just getting over a guy that I had been obsessing over in Arizona. Not the one with the fiancé that came after this. The firefighter? Yeah, the firefighter. So I had just, like, pretty much come to the realization that shit was not going to go down with us. Yeah. I had gotten back from seeing him... And that trip was that like... That trip was kind of heartbreaking. Like, I had a great time, but at the same time, I was very sad, too, because it was clear he didn't want more from me. So anyway, I was feeling kind of sad, and I had reconnected with uh, this guy I knew in college, 
I graduated college in 2004. So I used to hang out with this guy in like 2002. And we reconnected at a, at a, like a mixer event that for the, for the school, like a alumni mixer thing that I went to in the city. And, you know, it was like, wow, seeing each other again after all that time was cool. Now, back in college, I used to hang out with him and his roommates. And we, like, we made out one time. I didn't find him attractive, but I liked him. Like, he was a nice person, and I enjoyed being around him. So sometimes, you know, I'd get too flirty and whatever. You know, we made out. But I was, like, super in love with his roommate. His, <laughs> his roommate had, like, a long-term girlfriend. I think you are going to say a long dick. <laughs> and she fucking hated me. Why? Because I would hang out with these four guys and, like, show my tits. And it was, like, me and four dudes. Like, they were my bros. I'd hate you, too. Yeah, I'd hate me, too. <laughs> fucking bitch. I'd show up in the middle of the night. I walked to their house one time, I think barefoot. Because they lived, like, across the street from the dorms. And I just showed up one night, and they were all sleeping. I was like, where's the party at? Anyway. I love you. <laughs> yeah, so so I'd get wasted. They'd see my boobs every once in a while. It was all good times for all of us. But here we are, you know, in the future. So here we are in the future. We reconnected, um, and he kept wanting to hang out. And I knew, you know, I didn't have any interest in him more than a friend. But, uh, you know, I thought it would be fun to hang out. So we were hanging out in Oakland. We went to this bar that was fun. We were, like, dancing. I got a little drunk, kind of a lot drunk, because <laughs> I was, like, sad about this guy. And I had talked to him about this guy, so he knew that, like, I was pining over this other guy and, like, bummed out about it. Was, we, this, was this some rebound shit? Definitely. Okay. Yeah, so, like, the attention felt really good. Yeah. But he also was, he was well aware that this is what this was. Although I had no intention of fooling around with him. You know, I just was having fun and, mm -hmm. you know. Having a good time. Yeah, like he made me feel pretty, whatever. So we're back at his place and he had just moved into this apartment. So he didn't have any furniture in the living room. And I blame that for us fooling around because there was nowhere to sit. So, like, I'm sitting on the ground, and then I'm, like, laying on the ground because I'm, like, you know, kind of drunk and tired, tired. And, you know, so he lays next to me and starts, like, cuddling up to me. He's got his music on and stuff. Music from where? Uh, he, he just, like, playing in his house. So then we start making out because he just kind of, like, rolls over on me. Like, and I was like, man, what am I doing? And I was like, no, we shouldn't do this. And he's like, come on, you know, one of those He things. said, come on? Those were the words he used? I don't remember if it was that. It wasn't, like, creepy like that. Okay. It wasn't, like. Because you don't say that. You're not supposed to. Come on, it's just kiss. Like, at that moment. Are you kidding? You know how many times men have said that? That. Oh, me? my. Men say that shit? Yes, baby. I hope you never did anything with them. I probably did. I had really low self-esteem. You're supposed to, like, say, time out. This supposed to be, like, a record scratch. And you say, uh, you're, no not means, no. yeah, you're not supposed to say that. Like, you just lost 10 points. No, no, yeah. That happens a lot. That sucks. And that's part of that, like, guilt that you feel. And you're like, okay, I'll just blow you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, so uh, so we're like making out, and we start, you know, he starts taking off my shirt, and we it starts going down. And I made the decision then. I was like, all right, I'm I'm gonna probably fuck this guy. Like, it's the least I could do. No, no, it wasn't like that. It was like I'm sad, and this feels good, and just my eyes are closed, and. I can envision Arizona. No, no, okay. not like that. But you know, like he wasn't like hideous. You know, he's. It just was weird okay. because he was like my bro, yeah, not yeah. like my brother, but he was like a yeah, bra. Yeah, you know, so, he was a bra. He wasn't my bra. He didn't support me. Yeah, he but was he was my a bro. Bruh. He wasn't my bro. He wasn't related. Yeah, but he was my bra. So it was like a little bit of that, like kind of ancestral feeling of like, man, we were like, we go way back, and now we're like crossing into this territory. Like it made me feel weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so like I had resigned myself. Like I'm caught up in this moment. The clothes were starting to come off. And then all of a sudden, Usher comes on. <laughs> and it's not a sexy Usher song. It ain't seven o'clock on the top. Yeah, top. like shit where it's like all smooth. It was, oh, 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 my God. <laughs> and I stopped. <laughs> and I was like, if you don't change the song, I'm not going to fuck you. <laughs> Mailbag. Yeah. We have a lot of mail because we've been slacking on putting out episodes. That's a good thing. I love questions. I love listener mail. Yeah. And uh, send your questions to us at joinaccounts.tumblr.com. And you may hear it in a future episode. Anonymous or not. Questions, confessions. You could send a confession for all those times that I can't think of one. What do the people have to say? We've got Miss Miller Flintstone. Yes. Who we know and love. Yes, we do. She's so awesome. Yes, she is. I think I say that about everybody, but I mean it. Of like, course. awesome is like my go-to word because these people are awesome. I do. And I say that I love everyone because I do. I do. I mean, I don't love everyone, but I love the people who write to us. I love the people who love us. I love the people who I love. <laughs> I'll sit on your face. Don't do that. That's not sexy. <laughs> it does not have the same effect. Miller Flintstone says, once again, you two just put out a great episode. You're both always thought-provoking and funny. I had never watched Wanderlust, so I found it and watched it yesterday and had me some good laughs. I'm glad you watched the whole thing and not just the clip because that clip is funny as fuck. Yeah, the movie is movie. The movie was good. I liked it. The movie was all right. This got me thinking. What are Curvin and Megan's top must-see movie recommendations slash favorite movies? Much love to you both. Wow. That's a great question, and I just... Thought I just, about this when she asked it because we were going through our list the other day and I remembered those great movies that we saw and we got to remember the names of them because we have a couple of really good ones. Can you the one with me? Peggy. Oh. Uh, the the one I love? The one I love. The one I love is a great fucking movie. On it's Netflix. Got, I don't know if it's still on Netflix. Yeah, we just saw it on there. But I mean, you know, they, they rotate their inventory. Well, go on there and watch it tonight because it's fucking, it's got that guy. Yeah, that guy from the league. What's his name? Du-du-du-du-du. Him and his brother. Mark? Dupont? Dupel? Du... Fuck. The guy from the league. The one with the funny face. And what the fuck is her name? Her name is Peggy Olsen. I know, but I know her name. I just can't think of it. It's like Allison somebody? No. No, that's you're thinking of Allison Brie. Fuck, we're horrible. 
Anyway, it's a great movie. It's super interesting. Of course, the trilogy, Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, Before, before Midnight. Midnight. Those are movies very close to our heart. Those were movies that we watched. The first two we watched long distance together mm -hmm. as part of our movie nights. Mm -hmm. And then the third we watched together, which is kind of cool how that happened. Yeah, with April. With April um, at this great theater in Berkeley. Um, we had horrible seats, though. Horrible we seats. We were in the was, second row. Yeah, but they were like comfy seats. Yeah, no, and it was a really small theater. And I would love to watch that movie again. I've only seen it once, and I felt like it was the rawest yeah. and realest. Realest, yeah. It was like a real relationship. Yeah. It Fuck. was so interesting. So great movie. Um, I recommend um, Rocky 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Are you serious? I love Rocky. You ain't feeling On Rocky? On that note, The Cell. Okay. I know that's one you're not a big fan of, but I love that movie. Vincent D'Onofrio is magical and plays that character so well. And if you've studied any art history, the references made in that movie are amazing. The imagery is spectacular. I would like to watch that again as well. I really enjoy Roger Dodger. I've never seen that. I own it if you want to watch it one day. Scott Campbell, Jesse Eisenberg, I think is his name. Elizabeth Berkley, you know, Jesse Spano from Saved by the Bell. Um, the chick from Flashdance. I think Peggy's name is Elizabeth. Elizabeth Moss. There you go. Fuck yeah. Uh, Roger Dodge, I just love it. A lot of fucking quotables, a lot of fucking... Why well, keep saying fucking? Great movie. It's just, it's just a great movie to watch. It's great to see the way men feel about women. Oh. It's, it's like... An inside look to a playboy's... Psyche? Yes. Nice. Based on how he views women, how he hunts. Nice. You know, like a predator's... Okay. You know, he... What year is this movie made? I don't know. I don't remember. I want to say 2004. Okay. It's a great movie. I watch it at least once a year. Gone Girl? Oh, of course. Fantastic. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, of course. No, I love that movie. I love that I movie. I love that movie. I remember we went to the movie theater, and it was the first time I felt like, the first time in a long time where I felt like yes. this was worth the fucking price of admission. Mad fucking Max. Fury oh, Road. fuck yeah. Suck a hot cock in a freezer with that one. I'm trying to think of more classic ones because... You know what I loved about Mad Max? Tell me. Aside from the, you know... The obvious amazingness of all of it. I love how how... The male lead and the female lead, there wasn't like that forced love interest. Oh, yeah. I usually like the forced love interest. Yeah, but this was like, I'm strong, you're, you're strong. strong. Let's be strong. Let's be strong together. And maybe have a little sexual tension. Just a little bit. But but it had nothing to do with the focal point of the story. You know, a little bit of sexual tension is it's natural between men and women. Strong, in real life. awesome. Hell yeah. Hella sexy. It's like, we could fuck, but we're not going to because, you know. We got shit to do. Yeah, let's, let, let's take care of business. Side effects. Side effects was a great fucking movie. Rooney Mara, Jude Law, and Channing Tatum, and fucking Kath. I can never say, is it Zeta or Zeta? Zeta. Catherine Zeta Jones? Catherine Zeta Jones? Yeah, great fucking movie. Exam was a good movie. Kind of obscure. Yeah. But very interesting, kind of a thriller. Oh, Fruitvale. Fruitvale Station. I saw that in the theater. That shit will make you cry. Why do you say that like I wasn't there next to you? I don't know. You just said I saw that in theater. I'm like, sorry, I forgot you were there. <laughs>
I was really into it. I should be anyway. Looking. I think that that's yeah. that's like a, a a nice sort. That's a substantial list right there. Like the must, I would say tonight if you were gonna go on Netflix, watch the one I love, Side Effects or Exam. And and there are many that are in my head that I can't even think of right now. Right. Because I mean, you there's know, so many movies. You're a big movie head. Yeah, I watch so many. Some of them are all right. I am not. I still so love much. Them. All right, moving on. Anonymous asks. I love Anonymous. Kirvin, how did you feel when you found out the firefighter made Megan come for the first time and that she thinks of it every once in a while? I just want to clarify, that was not the first time I came. Okay. I was like 29, okay? Were you 29? I met you. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> I think you may have been. Maybe 28. 28. You're like, we were married when you were 29. Yeah. No. Um... But yeah, just just to clarify, that wasn't the first time I came. <laughs> How do I feel? How did it make you feel when you heard it? Did it sting a little? You know, I haven't thought about it until now. Until now, so thanks thank a you. lot, yeah, anonymous. Yeah. I will say, yeah, it stung a little bit. Of course. I yeah. was like, I was like, man, somebody, somebody fucked somebody my wife it. so good <laughs> that she thinks about it from time to time. I really don't. Th- I mean, it's rare. Love, I've listened. I, I had to listen to it when you said it. I had to listen to it as I edited. I'm I had sorry, to listen baby. to it when the podcast is done. So I remember that you said, you know, every once in a while you think about it, and. But it's not like I'll be masturbating and I'll be like searching no, no, the archives. No, no, of course. Like, but I mean, it'll just be like it's like any random of memory. Course. I mean, but it was it was it was good enough that you mentioned Sorry. it. No, don't apologize. That's that's your life. You do your thing. I had to learn how to live with it. When I first heard you say it, I was like, all right. I mean, that's fine. You know, I know that you and I we've shared other moments. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He 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 did that. Props to him. You know, I'm not hating on Chloe. him. He did his thing. But you know. I don't even think about it anymore. I feel like I don't need to say this, but I want to say this, that by far the best orgasms of my life have been with you. I may have, remember that time? I may have needed to hear that. No, just so you know, like, yeah, yeah. not even a contest, but do you remember that time when we had phone sex? I'll never forget. I will never, I will never forget. I can't believe I just asked where you, we had phone sex one time. You don't even have to say no more, baby. Okay. Yeah, no, I remember that. I remember that. It was... It was a spiritual... Yeah fucking and, moment and just saying that sounds so fucking corny stupid yeah, yeah. Phones, but i remember no, it, it, was, it was so good that we, we crossed time and space no seriously i'm i'm not even joking no it was so good that after we came we both were like did, did you, you feel, feel that, that? Yeah. like it was something different it was something really different we weren't even in the same time zone we were three time zones away but uh yeah um it kind of stung a little bit yeah anytime you hear about any of that i probably stuff. thought about it for like Two weeks every once in a while. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right, baby. You know me. You know me. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucked, but I'm over it. Like, no doubt. Shit happens. I'm here now. I love you. I'm, I'm here to erase that memory. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I love you. <laughs> what else we got? This is from On Route 2. She says to us, I've been catching up on your three most recent podcasts and finally heard, should we get a divorce today? (laughs) Nice. The bit Megan shared about Kervin being the exception to the he's just not into you rule hit home. My boyfriend went through a similar rough patch of, oh shit, this is too real, G to G. Gotta go. But homeboy came back mushier and snugglier than ever. (laughs) That's right. For the week that we split, I thought I was being foolish and believing that he was struggling with 
too much love, but and then it goes into caps, but I fucking felt it in my soul. The black hole of a soul that feels nothing 89% of the time was like, nah, girl, this is fine. Let the dude get it out of his system because now it's going to get real really soon. <laughs> I love that. And here we fucking are. Shacked up together after never having spent more than a month in the same city. Long story. There are a few exceptions, but they are few and far between. Happy it worked out for all of us. Anyway, here's a question for you. Do slash did you ever struggle with your self-identity within your relationship? Like who you are single versus who you are in a relationship? If so, how do slash did you deal with that? I'm a lone ranger and it's been difficult adjusting to being half of a partnership. I wouldn't trade it for anything, but man, personal growth is painful sometimes. If this ever makes it into your podcast, go ahead and share my name. I enjoy attention. I'm also a little vain in thinking that this will make it. The only time that I struggled was when I was introducing you to my friends and my family members because I was always a different Kervin with them than mm. I was with you. Oh, that's interesting. Like, they, they've never seen me with somebody that I loved. So... It was a little bit awkward to be the Kervin that's in a relationship, the Kervin that, that I am with you, mm -hmm. in front of my parents. Or like it in was front kind of, of vulnerable for you. Yeah, okay. yeah. I felt like, but it was okay. It was okay. Like, yeah, I never, I never got that sense from you. Yeah, no, I mean, I was just aware that, holy shit, you know, I'm being a different Kervin here. They've never seen this side of me. Right. I think that... I thought that we were going to maybe struggle a little bit more with it than we did when you moved here because we went from both being very independent in a long distance relationship, very connected and very much in a relationship, but we had our own space. Well, I was living with my parents, so I didn't have a ton of space, <laughs> but um, you know what I mean? Moving in together is a big deal and it's a big change for someone like you who's lived alone for enough years to, yeah. and is a very, you know, I don't want to say secluded, but you know what I mean? Like you enjoy being alone. You like your space, yeah. but we, we adjusted immediately. It was, uh, and we still do our own thing within the house. Yeah, every once in a while we go into our own little areas. Yeah, and... a couple hours we don't talk. Like, yeah. we're not the kind of people who are always with each other and enmeshed. And Plus we have different schedules. We definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> but even on a day like, you know, tomorrow when we're both going to be home all day. Yeah. You know, we, we enjoy it though. We definitely enjoy being together, but we won't be together the whole day. Oh, we'll no, be no. doing our own thing. I'll be editing this podcast. Yeah, he will. <laughs> this is from O oh, for Cat's Sake. I love her. I love her too. I just watched Kervin's post about parental advisory. Oh, wait a minute. She's talking specifically about my YouTube channel, Night Shift Chronicles. Chronicles. So if you guys want to check that out. That shit is so funny. Thank you, baby. He lays down some wisdom while being funny and fucking hot as usual. Thank you, baby. Night Shift Chronicles on YouTube. Check me out. Tell your friends. So she just watched Parental Advisory, which is a great one. Thank you. I really hope I got that right. So my topic for you is your parents. Have you talked about them yet? Question mark, exclamation, question mark, exclamation. I'm so behind on everything. I apologize because you know TV and life get in the way. Of course. <laughs> yes, 
I feel that way all the time. Seriously. Anyways, talk about them. What are they like? How did they raise you? Are you close? It's a hard subject for some people, you know? I watched the entire segment and I couldn't relate to most of it because I cut my parents off three years ago. Wow, that's hard. It literally feels like a lifetime ago and here I am approaching Father's Day and I have no one to send a card to. What do you think about that? How do you feel about people who cut their family off? Is it taboo? Could you do it yourself if it was in the best interest for yourself? I could literally take hours explaining my justification for what I did, but I won't because it would probably be boring. I doubt it. Right? Sounds very Sounds amazing. You should probably write a post about it. I Anyways, I appreciate what you said, Kervin. But sometimes what you have to do and what you want to do are two totally separate things, and it's sad, you know? Anyways, family, I want to know all about it. This is directed towards both of you. I specifically don't talk about my family very much on here and not at all because of anything bad, but um, just as a way to, and, and on Tumblr too, I very rarely talk about my family, um, just respect for their privacy. Yeah. Um, particularly my brother is very, very private in terms of internet presence. Yeah. Um, but I have a fantastic relationship with my family. I have one brother um, with a lovely wife who is more than a sister-in-law. She's just like part of my soul um and they have two children and i have a, a set of parents who are still married after they got married in 1978 i can't do math right now that's fine know. that's fine that's anyway it. they got married in 1978 they're still married and i have a really <clears throat> i have a really great relationship with my immediate family i don't have a super close relationship with my extended family um, again, not for any reason other than like geography. Yeah. Um, but I, I grew up happy. Um, there was certainly some struggle and drama growing up as there are, is in any family. And I don't really want to get into it, you know, other than to say that I, I really love my family. Um, but to comment on your question about, I'll, I'll let you go first and then I'll comment. My <clears throat> parents met as little kids in the Dominican Republic. I love that. They're about two years apart. My father's older. Um, Your dad looks five years older than me. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> he, he, he loves that shit. He loves, yeah. He, He'll be like, hey, how old do you think I am? Exactly. My mom is one of 12 kids. My father is one of six kids. Kermit's got a shit ton of family. Yeah, I've got a lot of people in my in my blood. They, they sit there and they hang out and they chill. Which is, I think, a big reason why I like to be alone. Because mm -hmm. growing up, we always had a lot of big family functions. And I just, like, always wanted to get away. Which is, like, the opposite of our wedding. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you know, you can't invite anybody. You can't invite everybody, you know? I have a great relationship with my parents. Yes. You know? You talk to them probably once or twice a week. Yeah, I call them. You know, we, we're living on opposite coasts. And uh, I lived with my parents until I was 27. Uh, my mom was telling me, save my money. You don't have to move out. And I was like, you damn right. I ain't fucking moving out. <laughs> um, I have an older sister, two years older. She has a, a daughter. I have a niece. I have lots of cousins. My favorite cousin is Willie. He's, he's like a brother. He's my favorite cousin, too. Yeah. <laughs> and his wife is awesome. And they just had a baby. I don't know if yes. I can say that on here. But I'm so yes. happy. I'm so happy for I'm them. I'm so behind on calling them. But I love them. And I'm I don't, so proud of him. I doubt that they're know? listening. But we love you. I, I feel like that kid is mine. Yeah. 
Not really, but you know what I mean? You like, feel a little, you feel more of a kinship. Yeah, because, you know, he and I, we grew up together. You and, guys are like brothers, exactly. more than cousins, for sure. And I was instrumental in him finding his wife. So, I have a really big family. Like I said, my mom is yeah. one of 12 kids. You got like 47 cousins. More. I've got, I've got, <laughs> you know, my cousins have had kids that I don't even know their names. I wouldn't recognize them if I saw them in the streets. As I got older, I kind of like pulled away from my family. There's a lot of uh, internal drama that I stay away from. I love my family because we're related, but I don't support any of their bullshit. <laughs> You know, he's talking about ex extended family. Exactly. His, his immediate family. My immediate family. You know, we we've had our ups and downs. But you guys are but super we, close. Exactly. As far as cutting family members off, I am a big fan of that. I am also a believer in that. Yeah, because just because we're related doesn't mean I have to put up with your shit. Now, I must say that when it comes to parents, it's particularly difficult. It's a lot easier to cut off a aunt or uncle, yeah. a cousin, mm -hmm. than it is to cut off your parents and have no contact. Yeah. I think that that's um, very difficult, and I'm, I'm sorry that you had to go through that because what led up to it, you know, it takes a lot to get a person to do that. So that must have been really painful. Yeah, I mean, we don't But I think story. that I, I certainly believe that when it comes to your own mental health and stability, emotional health, um, and your life, when you become an adult, sometimes you have to make that decision and it doesn't have to be forever, you no. know, depending on the circumstances. Sometimes people change, very rarely, but sometimes people can come back into your life. No. <clears throat> Someone I'm very close to has struggled with whether or not to cut her parents off um, and has come very close several times because of they're not bad people they really aren't mm -hmm. they just are incredibly unintentionally hurtful to her life mm -hmm. um and completely oblivious to the emotional damage that they do to her no matter how many times she's had honest talks with them i would have supported her cutting them off because i see how much they hurt her mm -hmm. and how it inhibits inhibited her personal growth for a long time I think if you have abusive family members, you know, get away from them. Definitely. Definitely should. I know there are some people who <clears throat> have probably lost lost a parent. Yeah. And they'll probably say something like... I would give anything to have... Yeah. Yeah. And they'll probably, like, shame you because you cut your parents off or cut any family member off. But, you know, you're living your own life. You yeah. have a story. People have, don't do that shit lightly either. Yeah. Like, no, no one knows your history. You yeah. know, you did it for whatever reason you did it. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to feel guilty about it. And um, whatever, live your life. Yeah. If, if there are people in your life that are making your life miserable or, or making it harder for you to live the yeah, life of life. Yeah, family or not. Yeah, cut it. those motherfuckers off. Yep. Like, you can make new family. You can make new family easily. Curvin says so. We have an anonymous question. Wishing April the best when it comes to her journey towards self-discovery and finding love. Oh, that's sweet. April's the shit, man. April is the shit. God, I wish I could see her every day. Me too. Also wish she had talked more about her experience with past life regression. How incredible, especially that Megan was also there. Number one, do you guys believe in soulmates destined to meet? Do we have one, and if we ruin it, 
we miss it or do we have many? In the past, I used to hate that term. I, I still kind of hate it a little bit. I also hate the idea that there's one person. I was real romantic in my early 20s and there was something beautiful about that. And there was a time where I became really bitter and I was like, that's the stupidest shit I ever heard. But then I met you yeah. and sometimes I watch you sleep or sometimes I just look at you as you're doing whatever the fuck you're doing. And I'm like, I was meant to find you. And I love you so much. It can make me cry. It's okay, baby, cry. Because I feel that same way. Yeah. And it's like, I would have never, I, I think about all the other relationships I was in. Yeah. All the other people I've met, you know, the way, the way I failed in love in the past. Me too. And how I would beat myself up. And I'm like, here you are. So fucking awesome. So fucking easy. Yeah. And I don't want to ruin it by calling you my soulmate. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, gosh, I can't, I couldn't put it better myself. I feel like, uh, for sure, you are my soulmate. Yay. I mean, and I don't, I don't believe we have one soulmate. I mm -hmm. think April's my soulmate. Mm -hmm. Um, you two are my strongest soulmates in my life, but I have other people that I, I like to call soul friends. Yeah. Or I have a soul connection with my work wife. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she's one of them that, you know, you meet somebody and you just vibrate on the same frequency yeah. and you get each other's weird jokes and you don't have to explain things. You're like, they're like another you. Like I know her, but she's so, you know, she, for example, and you, we're all so different from one another. Mm -hmm. But there are times, especially when you're getting to know these people, that you don't have to know their history to know them. Mm -hmm. There's something about them that makes that's familiar um when they tell you things you feel like you you knew it already almost yeah. and it makes me think about uh how they talk about like we all used to be made of stardust mm -hmm. and like you know certain types of people gravitate to each other because we were i love that romantic idea of like we were part of some huge nebula at one point mm -hmm. that broke apart and became you know scattered across the universe and Somehow, we, when we find ourselves close to each other, you feel that. You feel that draw to one another. Yeah. I've said it before. There's no reason why we should have found each other. None at all. <laughs> On opposite sides of the country. On like, Twitter, telling dick and fart jokes. Yeah, but, you know, to share such a deep love and respect and understanding of one another. Oh, man. Quit making me cry. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you quote unquote ruin your chance with someone who you believe is your soulmate, that's not it for you. No. You know, I mean, there are, there are people you will have connections with. I believe that there are soulmates in your life that in this lifetime you will never have a relationship with, friendship or otherwise. It's like those times when you meet somebody and there's this weird electricity and you're like, holy shit. I don't know why, but I feel like I could fall in love with you. Mm -hmm. And then you never talk again. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's a sign that, like, those are those like-minded souls that, yeah. you know, this isn't the lifetime for you. You're yeah. not going to spend it with them. This, this is just like a preview. Yeah. A little glimpse. Maybe before this time and maybe after this time. At some point, you, you will be important to one another. That's what I believe. I like that. 
Number two, share some paranormal experiences if you have had any, even if they sound ridiculous out loud. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, paranormal. I don't feel ready to talk about my most significant paranormal experience, but I certainly have had one that was unpleasant to say the least. No. <laughs> um, I most certainly believe in um, beings of another dimension. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right word for it. I but think so. Beings and spirit energies that we can't see on this physical plane. Mm-hmm. I have 100% interacted with them. I have on more than one occasion had good experiences with people who have passed. I have had experiences based on what I've been told. What do you mean by that? My parents have told me stories of me being younger, Mm. of me seeing uh, an uncle who had passed. Who you uh, never met? Who I never met. That's awesome. I don't remember this happening. <clears throat> I, I just remember my parents telling me that story and my father being very uh, bothered by it. You know, like basically. Yeah, your dad doesn't probably like to believe in that shit, huh? Yeah, but I remember him. I remember him when he to- when he was telling the story, saying how he was yelling to his brother, "Leave us alone." You know, I've I've heard a lot of other people's stories. I've never really experienced anything that I can say is concrete proof in my eyes of other beings existing but i do believe yeah you know in spite of not having that experience in spite of not having a story of my own to tell i'm i feel like amazingly so aware that yes there's something else happening that i can't see and i'm almost happy that i i you know i haven't interacted i haven't experienced that i still second guess it even though i have experienced it because wow. yeah you know, you think, did I just make this up? Because it's a product of my brain still, mm-hmm. you know? Even though I was having these sensory experiences, you know, a lot of things can happen just in your head. You can mm-hmm. convince yourself. One for sure that, like, to me is real is when I had a dear friend who, you know, died tragically. And when I went to her memorial service, that evening, she came to me and spoke to me. And wow. I, and I, nobody can tell me that that's not real because it fucking turned my life around. Really? <laughs> yeah. She told you, so you stopped being a slut? No, I'm joking, baby. No, she basically told me that not to want to die, <laughs> that I was worth living. And because I was really, really depressed that, um, Cause she was just such a special person and like one of those, there were like over 200 people at her memorial and more would have come if they could have. Mm -hmm. I mean, she just touched so many lives and I was in a really deep depression at the time leading up to it. And then she died and I was like, fuck, you know, and I was having suicidal thoughts at the time, you know, and and being like, why the fuck am I alive as a piece of shit, depressed person, and this person's dead? Mm-hmm. Like, why? And I had a lot of those feelings leading up to her visiting me. Mm-hmm. And after she, after she spoke to me, after she passed, I, it really 
changed my frame a little bit. I was like, well, fuck, if she wants me to live, I need to live. Like, <laughs> I need to live real hard. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Woo, that was heavy. Anonymous asked, does Megan's best friend have a type? <laughs> she looks gorgeous. Catching up with the first episodes now, LMFAO. You guys are hilarious. What are some of your favorite TV shows? If you had to describe the other as a fictional TV character or combination of some, who would you guys be? That's a lot of questions in one. It is. Which is the first one? Uh, does April have a type? Does she? Man, that's hard to say. April used to have a type. And I could make a joke and say something mean right now. <laughs> Why don't you? I like jokes. April's type is emotionally unavailable. <laughs> She loves those motherfuckers. She loves those guys. I used to I used to be on that team. Team emotionally unavailable. <laughs> April used to date almost exclusively black men. Mm-hmm. Not like I'm only gonna date black men, but just, just that's who she's attracted to. Um but her last couple boyfriends have been like super white. What is super white? I mean, you know, like go hiking and Yeah, that's white. Yeah. Take like, it from me. That's fucking white. Yeah, like, you know, I don't know what else to say. I don't yeah, know. no, that's it. That's Hiking. all I need to say. Yeah, that's it. Like, listen, don't get outraged. We know that people of color hike too, yeah. by the way. Not not, not really. <laughs> yeah, they do. I made you go hiking. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, like, physically, I don't think she really has a type. Um, and she's dated, like, a range of ages and personality types and yeah no she just goes for like connection mm-hmm. and sometimes that doesn't translate into a relationship you know and i think we get stuck in in that sometimes yeah i would love to see her with a beautiful black man yeah yeah why are you smiling so hard because i love beautiful black men. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i just oh you live vicariously through her? Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're pretty black. I know what I'm saying, though. You sound like you need some more black. You, you... I, you know, I wouldn't mind having a beautiful black man to look at it occasionally. Yeah, on some double dates and shit. Yeah. I'm watching you. I'm, I'm watching writing you. that down. I'm watching you. <laughs> um, but yeah, she basically just needs someone awesome like Curvin, who is... Listen, if you want to make this... Poly... Polyg- polygamy... <sighs> April, if you down... She's already got a kid, baby. That means you don't need any extra kids. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. I know. Yeah, she needs an awesome dude. Preferably hella sexy, you know. Because it's nice to be with someone you find sexy. Because we got eyes and we need to look at you motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. If for nothing else, for us to look at. Who's us? <laughs> you and me. Yeah, because I'm really into looking at... <laughs> April dealing with a really attractive man. I need to see that. I need that in my life. Uh, favorite TV shows? Lost. Lost, for sure. Definitely. Put me on. Put put Lost. I've watched it three times, and I want to watch it again. I kind of want to watch it again, too. I want to. I want somebody to hit me with a baseball bat as hard as possible. Because I want to forget everything and then re-watch it. That's like a really violent way to lose your memory. I'm just saying. I know. You know, I know everything that has happened. I know, it's so good. I really liked Scandal. It got a little... No. Lately. Um, I haven't seen the last season, though, which bums me out. I've always loved Smallville. I'm a big Superman fan. 
I don't think I can watch it now as an adult. It's very uh, childlike, teenage. Yeah. What is it? What is it? Young adult. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, we both enjoyed Breaking Bad. Very much. Yeah. Uh, it took us a few episodes to get into it, though. So don't give up if you if you start it. I love Quantum Leap. I love how you enunciated the fuck out of that. Because not enough people talk about Quantum Leap. I've never watched Quantum Leap. I know, but it's like... Your face is so cute. I love it. I fucking love it. And there are the DVDs if you ever want to watch it with me. Okay. I'm watching Damages right now. I really like that show. It's uh, suspenseful, it's interesting, it's dramatic. Um, and then I have, like, light favorites, which yeah, are, like, The tier. Office, yeah. which I just watch every night before I go Friends. to sleep. Um, Parks and Rec, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, you know, the the, 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 the usual suspects. suspects. Yeah, like, they're funny as fuck. Yeah. Great writing, that kind of stuff. But Lost, Quantum Leap, that's, I identify with that shit. JX Wolf. I can't even tell you how much I love her. Seriously. Like, I love her. I love her. Good. I'm sending fan mail because I am a fan. (laughs) (laughs) Do I submit podcast questions here? I'm going to. One, Megan. Okay, so you mentioned your quote-unquote wild early 20s and all the shenanigans you've gotten yourself into. Right? Please describe one of the funniest and weirdest hookup stories. I have a funny one. A funny situation I got into. I had a guy one time. April lived in a studio apartment, house type thing. I took this guy back to her place because I was living it with with my parents. He looked kind of like Dave Matthews and I was super into that. (laughs) This is when I was like 12. 21 or 22. I don't know. I was a senior in college. I hadn't gotten some in a really long time. Some so like, what? Some dick. <laughs> so, like, I hadn't shaved my legs in, like, well over a month. And I wasn't planning on, like, taking anyone home. So we got back to her place and we went in this little, like, closet laundry room thing because we were trying to be respectful and we were fucking around but I didn't want him to take my pants off but I did anyway and I was like whatever he doesn't give a shit obviously plus he was like 38 and I was like 22 which was very interesting but this motherfucker he was from somewhere he had an accent which of course makes you know the pussy wet it just makes the pussy wet he asked if he could put his big toe in my pussy no yes no yes no yes what yeah what did you say i said no thank you did you guys continue making out yeah we continued doing whatever well he was like i no doubt bro yeah i guess he wanted to put his he big toe odd, he was an odd bird he wanted to put his big toe in your vagina yes i mean at least he asked he didn't just like try and shove it in there he had some kind of weird foot pussy fetish i guess i i don't want to sound like i'm judging i'm just trying to understand no i know that's that's out of this world yeah and specifically his big toe he asked if he could put his big toe in my pussy i thought i told you that one you got some stories to tell and then one time i went to his house after he already told you oh yeah yeah we we fucked around for a while so you were you were cool with that i was like whatever you know i was trying not to judge (laughs) 
I had a weird feeling, and it probably is true because anytime I've gotten these feelings, well, not about this specifically, but I've gotten these feelings a couple times in my life, I had a feeling he had a secret video somewhere. Of you two fucking? Um, I was giving him head, and I remember he said something like, you suck dick like you're being paid to do. Like, he said something along the lines of, like, you suck dick so good like you're a professional. I have to agree. You suck dick like your exes are watching and you're trying to make them feel bad. <laughs> Seriously. And there was something about, like, our positioning and the way he was talking. I'm like, yeah, this shit's going on the internet. <laughs> And then, one more story about him, after I broke it So off, wait a minute, <laughs> he asked to put a toe in you, you suspect that he was recording you, and there's still more interactions with no, him. No, I broke it off with him, because okay. it like wasn't going anywhere. And I think I did it over the phone, because I remember being on the phone with him, and this motherfucker asked me for April's phone number. I would've done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, yeah, like maybe, it was maybe, no big deal. Yeah, maybe she was into big toes. And I was like, I was like, dude, you really think I'm gonna give you my best friend's phone number? And I did because it was so awkward. What? And I had to call her and I'd be like, I'm so sorry, I didn't know how to get out of it because <gasps> I was so shocked when he asked me and I was like, okay. Yeah, I think I think I could talk you into a threesome. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, those those were some yeah. weirdest, some of the weirdest experiences. Definitely. All with the same guy. And then this one's for you. For me? Yeah. Curvin. I get nervous. Girl crush is such a popular term nowadays. Who is your guy crush? I don't know if I should read the second part of this before I let you answer this. I'm going to let you answer this. Who is my guy crush? Yeah, who's your guy crush? Do you have a guy crush? Yeah. I, uh... I am I am extremely inspired <laughs> by The Rock. Okay. Yeah. Um watching him do what he does, I'm like, yeah, I wanna be like you when I grow up. This is gonna make the second part of the question even funnier. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, that's 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 like my go to. Um oh sometimes <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. The rock. <laughs> what about anyone on Tumblr? You have any Tumblr guy crushes? Um, you can shout out? Yeah, I got no problem saying that shit. Uh, Jeremy. Um, um, he changes his name a lot. Oh, in Boston or whatever? What's his so name? We're on, the eighth, eighth, on the eighth day? He... That guy, yeah. What was his... Yeah, he's got a eighth lot of names. Wonder... Eighth Mag. Yeah, he's always got that eight in there. Yeah, he's a handsome motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, it almost sounds narcissistic because I always tell him that he looks like it me. Does, he does kind of look like you. <laughs> but not, it's not just that. I like the way he carries himself. Yeah, he's got a lot of confidence. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Whose penis would you allow into your mouth if you were less heterosexual? If you'll humor me, I'd like a celebrity and a follower, which you just did. Thanks for indulging me, guys. Love, Jess Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Thanks for making everything a little weird. <laughs> it was so funny because you were like, I just love watching him do what he does. So The Rock and Jeremy can... Put their penis in Kervin's mouth if he were a, a little less heterosexual. Yeah. Unless you want to add to that list. No, I think that's a great place to end that. Do we have any more questions? <laughs> oh.
And there it is. And there you have it. Everything you've ever wanted. Everything you've ever needed. Everything you've ever dreamed of. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for waiting. Thank you so much for loving us. You know, just for some shameless pandering, don't forget to rate and review if you haven't already on iTunes. Don't forget to tell your friends. We love having people listen to us. We're narcissistic fucks. We love you. We really do. And it's inspirational for us. It motivates us when we see, yeah, people are listening. Because sometimes, you know, you get like, man, no one cares if we put on an episode. People forgot about us. It was cool the first couple episodes. Yeah. But when we hear you guys asking for episodes and like, you know, saying stuff, it makes us feel really, really good. We love connecting with you guys. Definitely. We love hearing your stories when you guys write in. We love just the interaction. It's fucking awesome. This is like the internet 2.0. Yeah, you can heart our stuff and we can like your stuff and leave comments. But this is taking it to the whole other level. Yeah. And I love that shit. Yeah, we want you to get to know us. I mean, you've gotten to know us, clearly. <laughs> I mean, we... If this is your first time listening, we're so glad that you tuned in. Hell yeah. You're probably not OCD like Curvin and start at episode one. So, thank you for joining. We hope we didn't uh, scare you off with all of my vagina talk. Joinaccounts.tumblr.com. Yeah. Tell a friend, tell a mom. Oh, I love that. I've been saying that for mad episodes. We should put that on a bumper sticker. Shit. We need to make some viral stickers We're gonna make it to happen. put on. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. We love you. Kisses. You motherfuckers stay black. Yeah. will conclude this evening's entertainment.